It's cognac hours, baby. Get, and get out of that situation and see it as a different way to live. But if you're in that situation and don't have good examples, how do you get out? That's a phenomenal point, but I actually want to ask you a question, right? Um, because you're successful, right? Um, 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 uh, so if, if, if you were to attempt to go back into whatever urban populace is uh, in close proximity, mm-hmm. how would you articulate how to get out or things that you were showing or things that you were doing because... Um, about being in that situation. So I, to me to articulate, that's really not my my thing because I don't know, you know what I mean? So what I do is I get people, I align myself with other people who have been in that situation who got out and I look for those people in my fraternity or whatever and I grab them and then we go. I know I can't talk about the hood because I went, only thing I did in the hood is buy my weed, you know what I mean? So, but I never went to the hood and uh, lived there, you know what I mean? I bought my weed, you know, showed off my dad's car and shit, hope that he get carjacked. Mm-hmm. Be, be something I wouldn't, but I don't know how to navigate those streets like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to worry about that. So what I do is get people that I know who have been in similar situations who can speak that 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 uh, reality, who knows that reality, knows how all this ends. Because me, dude, I, I don't know. Like, my dad was a lawyer. My mom was a fucking, they used to call me fucking uh, Theo Huxable and shit. So <laughs> I didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I had to, uh, so only I can really decide because when I go in there, like the minute I talk to these kids, they know I don't know their situation. I got you. I you got know you. what I'm saying? I don't know their situation. Like, and people talk about people in the hood not having, first of all, the schools suck down there. Let's just understand that. So we do need to supplement education down there with programs that we're going to have to do grassroots. We're going to have to do it as black people. They ain't going to do it for us. I don't want them doing it for us. I don't even want them doing it for us because we got to do it. So when we, when I go down and talk to kids, I don't understand. Like, you know, there's a, it's kind of hard to learn if you don't know what your next fucking meal is going to be. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure, it's kind of hard to learn when, when there ain't nobody at home because mom is working two jobs to, to make ends meet to help you with your fucking homework. So there's so many distances, like, but when you got motherfuckers like Dale who gets on Facebook saying, if you want, I'm successful, if you want to be successful, you got to want it, and blah, blah. Everybody who commented on his shit was white. And I asked him, like, so I just asked him, so when's the last time you've been back to the hood to help somebody out? Well, they got to want it. They don't know what they don't know. <laughs> they want to be what they see. Mm. So, and, and I got a friend who tells me all the time, she's raised in New York. And she's like, yeah, we want to be a drug dealer because the drug dealers are the ones who do like parties, like block parties, everything free. You know what I'm saying? Like they do the Juneteenth celebrations. The, the drug dealers got mm-hmm, together, mm-hmm. all this money. So these are like heroes. Because first of all, they got they out there showing off all their stuff. They got nice cars, nice clothes, hoes, you know, and can do what they want. So that shit's appealing. But the doctors, the lawyers, and all those people who made it out don't go back down there. You know what I'm saying? So they don't see a difference. So I don't know. I don't know how. I think a lot of times, right, and I'm guilty of this myself. I'm not trying to exclude myself for this, right? A lot of times, because you was in it for so long, right, 
Goodness. You understand the dangers of it. You understand how crazy yeah. it is, right? And, and the BS that you have to deal with for years upon years. So a lot of times we're not leaving the hood. We're running away from it. Yeah. We're not leaving the hood. We're like running away from it. The fun, that's, that's like almost like, say you was drowning, say you was drowning, and your first time getting in the water, you're drowning, you're drowning, you're drowning. Right before you drown, you end up escaping the water, right? Like, I'm not fucking with that water no more. I'm not going back in that water no more. Fuck I'm just that. not fucking with it, bro. For real. I'm just not. I can't swim. I know I can't swim. I ain't trying to get in no kiddie pool. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Damn, now I don't want to take a shower before my fucking eyes closed no more because of that situation. So I think a lot of times that's what happens. And then um, depending on what you get out of the situation, because I, I even when I was in the military, I'll go back to the hood a lot, right? I'll go back to the hood a lot, especially when I lived in Connecticut. I would drive 12 hours every weekend just to go see my family and I'd be in the hood. And then I would put myself in like the most ridiculous situations when I was there, right? And when I was there, I would think like, man, this is dumb as hell, right? But this is my family, so I'm just gonna accept this shit. <laughs> my family's gonna accept this shit. It's not until I had kids, that I, decided, I don't wanna go, I don't, I'm not trying to go back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had kids, I'm like, fuck. I don't want them to experience none of the shit I experienced. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one of the most, I don't even know if I should talk about the story. I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that story alone. <laughs> uh, uh, my, uh, my cousin, he he plays basketball and shit. So um, he uh, he he's actually giving back like right now. So he um, went to the University of Dayton. You know what I'm saying? He was a big star there. Went to the NBA stuff like that. So now he's back home. He actually opened up a community center for kids, but it's not actually located in like the inner city. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so I would say the importance of like giving back is so crucial, man. Because I remember I worked at a um, I worked at a community center, and it was like it was like white people and black kids, right? So by me being the only black guy working there, I feel like I reached the black kids so well. I kind of reached out to them, and they clinged on to me because they actually seen a black man who looked like them, talked like them, or walked like them actually um, lived in the same neighborhood, able to come out of it. And uh, a lot of those kids reach out to me now because a, a lot of them are in college right now. They're working good jobs. And they say, man, I want to thank you, Mr. Aaron, because if it wasn't for you, I would have I gave up on life a while ago. So like, so, like, the importance of us actually going back or, or, just, or, or, just, or just being a role model to kids, it's... it's, it's um, Man, it's gold, man, because um, I, I didn't even know the impact that I was making at the time, you know what I'm saying? I thought I, I thought I was just going to work as a black dude, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I didn't know that the kids was actually looking at me like, man, he looks, walks, and talks just like me, and, he, and he's doing good with his life. So uh, so the the, um, the importance of giving back, like, like I, I now, um, you hit on a good point when, when you was, like, scared to go back to the hood. Um, it's, it's, it's. I mean, this was definitely scary going back, man, because uh, truth be told, yeah, I wasn't scared of I, I wasn't uh, scared going to, I was ignorant about it, so I didn't know how dangerous it was. That's just where I bought my weed. So. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a risk, man. Like, actually going back now, because it's, it's, you got like, all, you know what I'm saying? Like, the gangs of like that, like, nonsense that you don't want to surround yourself with when you are trying to run away. So, it, it's, um, it's, it, it is hard, man, but, um, the, the, like, like, from my perspective, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I was put into a position where I could actually help those kids out, man. And they actually was looking up to me, like, man, this dude actually looks like me, and he's actually out here making. So, so that, that, that. Let me tell you, 
I'm, I'm going to tell y'all like this crazy, crazy situation, right? So when yeah. I was in, uh, I was previously married to my ex-wife and whatever, right? We go back to Detroit. She's from San Diego. So, you know, when she first like walked in the store, she was like, y'all got bulletproof glass and Subway, right? So I was like, this is bulletproof glass in every store. You know what I mean? Like, this is just a normal normality. And I, even, I didn't even realize that stores didn't have bulletproof glass until I left the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? These mothers got a, a regular counter. Anybody can rob this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Seriously, right? So um, we driving around that night, right? Because we just uh, going around to see people or whatnot. And she stops the red light. I was like, go run through the red light. She's like, right, run through the, I'm not running through the red light. I was like, run through the red light. What are you doing? And she was like, why are you running through the red light? I was like, because people get robbed stopping the red light. When at night, you don't, run, you, don't, you don't stop at red lights. And she was like, what? You know what I'm saying? And I didn't even realize that this is just a hood rule you know what i'm saying this is just a rule that applies to me you know what i mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like yeah hey, so so <laughs> when you're from a really fucked up situation then it, it's, it's trauma there bro it's trauma it's right? crazy bro it's crazy it's, it's, it's this crazy stupid amount of trauma of a tired of fucking amount of anxiety and this is what you become accustomed to so seeing something different you know you could take the fucking person not the element, but the element that's inside the person never fucking leaves. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you're always gonna have some form of fashion of trauma that you suffer from how you was raised up. Um, but going back to what uh, Aaron was saying, just in regard to the fear of going back into urban elements. Um, it's really fucked up, bro, because yeah, I know yeah. the fucking dangers of it, right? It's dangerous in the motherfucker. <laughs> but at the same time, right? Um, us living in that fucking spectrum of fear only helps propagate the problem just because, you know, these young brothers who don't know no other way outside of football, basketball, selling dope, rapping, are being projected images every single day of what success looks like. So they pick one of these four professions, a lot of them to their fucking demise because the NBA only has so many brothers in there. NFL only so many people in there and fucking selling dope and being a gangster, you're gonna end up in one or two spots. So it takes a lot of us to actually, you know, go back and, you know, just show them a different avenue. Hey, I got a high school diploma and I did this with my life, you know. Uh, you in the Air Force, I did this with my life. You guys in the Navy, I did this with my life, just so they can actually see and be presented with other options. Because without that, they're gonna fall victim to social engineering and one of the four professions that they choose us to emulate and show success. And as fucked up as it is, I, I definitely understand the rationale, but you know, the first thing I did once I was able to was move my fucking kids out of that fucking environment. Just because I don't want you guys inflicted with the limitation of your own perspective. Because that shit's really fucking limiting. When everything's doggy, doggy, that shit changes and mutates. It, it, it makes your heart cold, you know, and, and it's just fucked up, man. But yeah, definitely a lot of us have to start to go back and just show other lanes of opportunity. Mm. Not a lot of people are trailblazers, but a lot of people will follow a trail that's shown. But for those of us that have uh, either been shown or blazed our own trail, we got to go back and present, and present that trail to others. Hey, say what you said. Just say, say, say what you just said again. Say, say that little quote you just said. 
Hey, that show's fire. <laughs> yeah, say that quote one more need time. Some good the shots. people need, need to hear that. Shots. They need to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of people are trailblazers, but for those of us that have either found a new trail or follow the trail that was already shown or, or, or trailblazer on, we got to go back and show that same trail to brothers to show them that there's a different lane outside of what they're being shown. And this is the this is this is the most important thing about going back. It's just hey, right? It takes fucking literally a month to become a real estate agent, and the freedom I have right now and the money I make, I, I, you know, is it, no way to replicate this without me being shown the trail. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I got a mentor that that you know his, his family is trailblazers. You know what I'm saying? His, his, his family is full of fucking black millionaires, regular people from fucking Detroit. You know what I'm saying? And, and I was just shown a different trail, and I was able to do something different. You know, so I make it a point to you know. And what's weird is because in my profession, <clears throat> you know, I talk to you know people that's really affluent, and I talk to fucking Steve down the street, and uh, you know, I, I make sure I just. Uh, lose my bias and don't cast judgment and I, I just always seek to build anytime I'm talking to Steve down the street just, just because nigga you and you is me and I am you you know uh, um shit I, I could have been shit on the corner like you on the corner you know what I'm saying so you know um I make sure not to improve judgment man I, I I don't fault people for what they don't know and I think that's the thing that we we, we really have to give a lot of grace and forgiveness on just just from the simple fact of if you don't know what you're doing is wrong, get this all you fucking seen, you know, how, how, how you supposed to do something different? Everybody's not a trailblazer. Everybody doesn't know. I can go carve out my own journey in this shit. Most motherfuckers want to come. Man, say that shit. Man, I want you to say that shit the cool way you just said it, kid. You said everybody ain't a trailblazer, but niggas will follow a trail that's already blazed. That's what I want you to say, man. God damn. I just tried to set you up with the alley. Ooh, man. God, this nigga. <laughs> bet you think they care. I bet you think that they play fair. I bet you think they hold you down. I bet they don't want you around. First they beg you for your help, and then they leave you by yourself. And as soon as you blow up, they yeah. don't act like they were there. Yeah.